Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new Ike Live show. I hope you're having a wonderful Sunday. Man, I know we are. Uh, we got a good one for you tonight. Joining us in just a little <laughs> bit, we've got the one and only BASS Superstar Pro, Mark Menendez, join us. Very, very excited to get Mark on. Uh, officially the first time we've had him on. Well, unofficially, we've had him on before. Uh, but real quick, also, during that break, look who joined us, Miss Rebecca, everybody. Rebecca. Dude, this Ooh, is really... We all have headsets on. Dude, this is really starting to feel like... Uh, uh, the old Ike Live. Yeah, that's I'm starting the way to get we used that to do it. feeling. Mm -hmm. This is awesome. You yeah. know what I mean? I right. like it. It feels great. Uh, we, we were speaking earlier, Beck. It's nice to have Pete in the studio again. Look, you can actually see him. Look, he's <laughs> real. Look, touch. It is. Uh, do I have one of those little foam things for this? Because I swear to God, I think you guys can hear my breathing without it. Nah, the foam. Here, put that fake mustache on there. That'll it's work. It's so <laughs> weird. <laughs> That'll work. It doesn't matter. Uh, it, it, it's Beck, just me breathing heavy, everyone. That's all right. It is <laughs> nice to Making have. Making this show. Yeah. Making people sound like. <gasps> we got to yeah, R-rated. Yeah, yeah R-rated. <laughs> is that why it was, uh, there's no foamy on that? There's no foamy on that. There's a whole There's a whole thing of foamy somewhere. Oh, Who cares? Well, for crying underwater. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Can't risk grab me one so they don't have to hear me breathe. Yeah. Oh, man, that one's got a phone. Wait, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> That's Rich's headache's live. Who cares about the foamy? Because can you hear me breathing? No, we can't no. hear you breathing. That's in my head? It's yeah. in your head. Oh. You're good. Did you smoke marijuana <laughs> when you came in here? Are you paranoid? No. no, I put the kids to bed. Oh, okay. <laughs> I sat in the sun all day. It. All right. Mm. I put the kids to bed. Yeah, that is like. Right. Don't sound so paranoid. Vitamin D overdosed. All right. Uh, it's yeah. it's nice to have everybody back in the studio. It really is. Okay, so Beck. Since you're back in studio, this is like old times. You know I got to ask you this. <laughs> Who are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Take, um, a, take a deep breath. Who are you wearing? I know. Breathe <laughs> for us. Everyone's going to hear me breathe. <laughs> um, I think these are these are some really um, comfy anthropology palazzo pants. Palazzo? What makes pants palazzo pants? They're, they're big and flowy. Here's the okay. thing. The kids had games at noon, three, and five today. Right. And I knew the weather was going to be <laughs> sunny and warm. Put that over the mic. Here, wear this yeah. and see if that cuts the breeze. Hold on. Right. This is going to help. So I knew, I knew, I knew that it was going to be that like crazy weird temperature. <laughs> where oh I don't know what you're laughing about. Anyways, I knew it was going to be bizarre temperature today because the wind was blowing, which would potentially make it cool. But it was hot and sunny, so I needed layering clothes. Right, you had the layer. <laughs> can I still drink my wine with that? Yeah, you can drink your uh, wine. Oh, wait, I got to get past the mic, making noise. <laughs> uh, right, it's got to cut it down a little, though. Yeah. The mustache. Can does. you take me serious like that? So yeah, sure, I can. So, how did the games no, go? Did, really were were they winners today, Mr. Becker? <sighs> so, we had winners today. We had uh, Vegas won his game. Okay. And Vegas got a goal yeah. today. Right. Shout out to Vegas the Hammer. He's a defenseman. So when he gets a goal, it's a rare it's a rare thing. That's so that was cool. nice. And Stella. Slap shot from the point. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't. Hold on. Golly. Turn me off. You didn't turn her off. All right. <laughs> All right. Stop yelling and I'll turn the mic on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Stop yelling. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, sell, so sell no, so so Vegas is a defenseman, and yeah, he's always <laughs> been a defenseman. So it was so fun because they were playing this really tough team that honestly I didn't I didn't think that they were gonna win. Yeah, you know, like they were bracket seven last year and they won every game. So we moved them up to bracket three this year, yeah. and we're like, oh, this will be good and even. But they have gotten so much better as a team. A lot of these kids have been playing together since they were, like, two and three years old on rec. Granted, they're only yeah. ten now, but seven years for these guys. Like, they've learned so much. And they were dominating the game. So the coach got let him play offense for a couple minutes. And in those couple minutes, he scored a goal. That's, cool. That's, That's awesome. Great. Yeah. Very cool. Taking and, uh, advantage of the opportunities. Yeah. That's right. It was so fun. That's right. And Stella won one and lost one. So they had she yeah. had a good run, too. Yeah, she's nice. she in soccer or lacrosse? She's in lacrosse. Okay. Did she you say they were playing since they were two or three? Yeah, because think about that. You put them in that little, like, wreck where, like, the goals are this big and they all just teeter around and <laughs> kick balls. <laughs> <laughs> like, they've been doing that together <laughs> since then. Robots. Yeah. Yeah. Robots. That's cool. Yeah. Back on and do that. <laughs> yeah, put the rest back on. That was more fun. Uh, let me remind everybody, you're watching a brand-new Ike Live. We've got Mark Menendez joining us a little bit. Let me catch up on a couple things real quick. Pete, if I can. Uh, first one is, uh, want to remind you, we've got the like and share contest going on, Riz, over on Facebook. If they like and share the feed, if you're watching over on Facebook, we will enter you in a contest to win this bag. Also, Riz, correct me if I'm wrong, but we want to hear from people. We want to hear from them. How can they get a hold of us if they want to uh, ask a question or a comment? What can they do here? Absolutely. As always, guys, you can uh, watch the show for free at IkeLive.com. That's www.IkeLive.com. Also, we're monitoring our Facebook feeds and yes. our YouTube feeds. You can find both of those yes. at IkeLive. And on the front of our Ike Live Facebook page, you can see all the discounts you get with our Ike Live promo code to so the awesome companies that we work with. That's awesome. Uh, also, uh, wanna, we, we didn't do it in the first segment. Policemen, firemen, EMT, thank you guys uh, for what you do. Doctors, nurses, crazy world. We appreciate it. Uh, it is two things I want to catch up real quick, and we're going to get Mark on because I can't wait to get Mark on. It is Big Bass Week on all the channels, Pete. This is exciting. And I mentioned this in, in a social post, but what a great guest to have on like yeah. live tonight right? when we're talking about Big Bass. And we're going to corner him yeah. about that. He's caught, in fact, one of the biggest bass ever. It was the biggest. It was the when biggest. When it was caught. When it was caught. And yeah. Mark Tyler broke it yeah. with a 14-some. But yeah. Mark Menendez caught a 13-9. Okay, yeah. Dude, giant, giant bass. And it is Big Bass Week yeah. on the Ike Live on the Ike channels, the BU channels, yep. the Ike mm -hmm. Foundation. What does Big Bass Week mean? If people are watching and listening right now and say, oh, this is cool, it's exciting. Wh what does that mean? What's well, it happening? just means we're all going to put out, you know, all the big bass that we've got. So education-wise, BU, yeah. you know, for you, all the big bass that you've caught. But we also want the fans and the kids to get a showing. Yes. So if you have a big bass, either video or still that photo that you want to send in if you're a kid send it to the foundation we want to put you up on our platforms and yeah. show you off um if you're a little wacky then you should probably go to ike live if you're um maybe a little bit more straight laced be you and and mike .com, but i like it okay all right there if you have you're it. here just go to ike live and if you're, if right. you're zany and wacky zany. Yeah. all right mm -hmm. there, there you have it and uh hashtag is hashtag big bass week so invite everybody to follow along with that. Also, Beck, I'm glad you're here because I want everyone to know we've had already three or four conversations about the upper Chesapeake Bay already. Ooh. Yeah. 
But Ike Foundation Celebrity Pro Am, Pete, huge success last year. Coming back to the Upper Bay yeah. in 2021. Tell everybody about it. It's open for registration right now. What it's open do? for registration. Um, we still have a couple um, restrictions put on us, but we can have the tournament. It's two guys per boat, guys, gals per boat. Um, you can't can do three. Huh? You can't do three. We're not allowed. No. Okay. Two you'd, guys you'd per boat. You'd be too yeah. close. Two guys per boat. The two tournament guys. is right. I'll leave June 5th. June 5th. Okay. Registration's open right now. The IkeFoundation.org, you can register. So go sign up because... Sign up because the limit is how many boats? The 150. 150 is it. And when we hit it, we're done. And we're right. not, we can't take registrations the day of, so right. I wouldn't wait. I would, I would get it knocked out, get signed up. It's going to be a fun event. Super the fun. The other yeah. cool thing is we... Anyone who went to the real early ones knows yeah. that we did the, the Family Fun Fest, which was a free event for awesome. families, everything. It was awesome. We can't do that entirely yet. We're, we're not – I'm thinking next year we can pull this off. Yeah. But right now we're partnering with the local YMCA and the Boys and Girls Clubs, and they're actually putting together kids and some families and stuff to come and we're going to be able to teach them how to fish and give them some nice. rods and reels. So See that? it's yeah. going to be kind life's, of like a pre-registered thing. back to thing. normal, Pete. Yeah. Yep. Life's yep. getting back to normal. So we're getting there. We're excited. We're hoping to have about 100 kids. That's awesome. That's a great is, event. That's great. Great event. So, so important. Last year was awesome. Hey, the fishing in June on the Chesapeake is just Ooh, unstoppable. It is, it is, it is so many fish were caught at last year's derby 10 yeah. bags last year over 20 pounds that yeah. is ridiculous that's ridiculous yeah that's ridiculous dude. we would have had yeah. we would have had almost that if dave knew how to call <laughs> <laughs> he said there was too yeah. much foam in my live well <laughs> too much foam oh here's here's our little one four pounder goes yeah. out <laughs> oh wait wait why is this 12 inch in there huh we may have been calling these all day <laughs> still a 12 oh no time. we called down <laughs> how'd we get back to four oh uh, dave's not even here to defend no himself. he's not here dave. to defend himself. Dave, hey, dave i done it i threw my fifth fish back before i called at four uh in a <laughs> I tournament did, i did that in, too. A, in a pro tournament you know where oh, I that hurts. I caught my fifth fish and I thought it thought it was my sixth fish. Yeah. And I just went through and I yeah. and I called I called so I, and I counted. Dude, uh, here's the thing. Mistake. But uh, I it's I saved the day later on, but it it was scary for a while. Everyone has strengths and weaknesses <laughs> and who they are. This is true. <laughs> Dave, I gotta tell you, his garden. I've never. I mean, he's got strong. a green thumb. Mm -hmm. yeah. Amazing. Strong. Strong. Um, I saw a water feature. That he's designing, he used all rock from the Delaware River, like yeah. specifically oh, stone cool. from the Delaware. It looks gorgeous. I saw a lamp. Does anyone that else want to go with a rock he that's not from the Delaware River and just stick it in and see? I, he'll, <laughs> notice. <laughs> he'll notice. I will notice. He will. I saw a lamp that he <laughs> built out of driftwood, like this amazing, beautiful lamp. So he's creative. Dave he's smart. He's articulate. <laughs> But in calling his <laughs> his math skills, no math. Math is bad. Very bad. His math and is directions. Very bad. Oh my god. <laughs> directions. Very bad. Dave's not go, very very good. Go east. Dave. Follow the sun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dave, I've made this drive every day. <laughs> Just drive towards oh, the sun. That was such a good one. Oh, dude, that was so that was strong. We got that on. We got that on video. Oh god. <laughs> That was strong. All right. Uh, 
I, I want to get Mark on. Uh, we ready. We ready and ready? We're ready. Yeah. Through all that? Okay. Yeah. Through all that nonsense. Uh, this is the real part of the show. If you're watching and listening, finally, so excited to have him on officially. And I say that because it, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it, but Mark was on unofficially talking <laughs> about some Yamaha stuff. But officially, for the first time ever on Ike Live, Mark Menendez on the show. Yes. All right. What's up, Mark? <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes, Brian. Yes, you no. did it. Oh, Brian did it. Of course I did. Oh <laughs> man, we're blaming it all. This is two Ike lives in a row, Brian the Carpenter. Oh, hold on, we ain't dead yet. Oh, it's we're not dead yet. No, okay. Is this would uh, not be Rich. Ike live <laughs> if shit worked? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And we were. I gotta be honest with you, Pete. So, <laughs> not. I. I don't want to say Jared Littner was a bad. We love Jared Lindner. So Jared Lindner was a great guest. You, yeah. We had Corey and Daniel in the studio, the Tackle Warehouse yeah, guys. Yeah. And and we had technical difficulties with Mark. Mark was our, you know, yeah. we had him all lined up. Yeah. We couldn't he had get no him wi on. His Wi-Fi was weak. His Wi-Fi was weak. He was sideways. There yeah. was all this stuff. So we were unable to have Mark on last show, and we, we had Jared on. And so we were, you know, this has been a long time in the making here. So now to see Mark again and not have him, this is very anticlimactic uh, uh, here. Do you think people tune in just to see this? Are they probably fail? tune in for the failures of this. every time. We got it. We got it fixed. We do have it. Fixed. Go ahead, drum roll, I'm not going to. I'm not going to believe don't. it until I hear uh, Mark say so, something. Mark. Hello. Ah! <laughs> oh my God! Oh, I can grab my chest again. Oh, <laughs> This is this is months in the making, and we finally hear his voice. Yes, 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 success. You know, the last time we tried this, I was in the middle of, in the middle of Texas, in a metal building, and it just didn't work. And I'm here. I'm in the middle of Alabama. I'm getting ready for a, a tournament tomorrow. So good to be with you guys. I haven't seen you all in a very long time. Well, it's yes. good to see good you. It's good to see you. Good to hear you. Yes. We're so so happy to have you on this week. The timing could not be better, and and we sort of this sort of happened by default because last week we lost you uh, with the tackle warehouse guys, uh, but this week Mark is big bass week here across all our channels, including Bass University, and you have had a knack in your career for catching big ones. I I, I want you to go. Uh, I know you've told this story a million times, but I want you to tell it again on the show tonight. You were fortunate enough to catch a 13-9 at Richland Chambers uh, down there in Texas. Tell us about that fish. Tell us what it ate, the fight, what it felt like to land it. Give us that whole story again. You know, it was, uh, it was in Megabucks, Mike, and um, it was the perfect storm. That's all I can tell you. The weather lined up. Water temperatures were 50 to 52 we were about three days from a full moon, and we woke up that morning to a very low overcast day. I mean, you could almost take your rod tip and touch the sky yeah. and a slight north wind. And I had the first day I had about 16 pounds in this one area and uh, knew it had a lot of potential. Uh, that lake at that time did not have a huge fish population, but it had a very mature fish population. So it had a lot of five yeah. to nine to 10 pounders. So I started my day in a different area and there were about eight or nine other boats in there. And I'm the only guy, including the co-anglers that didn't catch one. Oh. So about nine o'clock, I am, 
I'm pissed off. I haven't caught one. Everybody else caught one. My guy's got one. I watched Doug Garrett catch a 10 pounder right in front of me. Um, so I crank up the motor and I take off running back towards that area I fished on day one. Now this is before GPS. All I had was a little flasher going round and round and round. Wow. On and it was foggy. It was patchy fog on the water because it was so cold that day. And I ran right to that particular little cove that had those trees in it. Um, I sat down, I dropped the troll. I'm throwing a half ounce spinnerbait in a cantaloupe color that I put red in. Uh, I had a white trailer on it. And the whole technique, guys, was to throw it past the tree, really up to the tree, let it fall on this side of the tree in case you got a bite. Because these were big, nasty fish and big, nasty cover. And you get them on this side of you. And about the second throw, I fire over there, come up to the side of the tree, it goes down, and I hit a limb and I let it fall, and my line just jumps and goes slack. So it just thumped it real hard. I set the hook, and the fish immediately moves out of the brush pile. The, the tree was standing in 16 feet of water, and the creek channel was 22. So it was just a slight drop. Fish is out over that deep water. She makes one run down the side of the boat, and I have to put my thumb on the spool. I've got brand new 20 pound line on there to stop her. I reeled about six times and pulled her to me. My co-angler reached out there with one hand and got her second hand. He lifts her up. And when he does, the spinner bait falls out. Oh, of her. wow. She was, she was just pinned in the top of the head with that gamakatsu hook in the spinner bait. Oh. Man. And I immediately snatch it from the other guy's hands. And, and I know it's a giant. I yeah. have no idea how big it is. I know it's big. And I stuff it in my live well, and it won't go in the live well. It has to be diagonal in the live well. Oh my God. So I'm I'm going crazy. Um, I know it's a gigantic. It's the biggest oh fish gosh. I've ever caught an 11 two days before in practice. But this fish was that much bigger. But the sweetest thing about this whole story, guys, is guess what this guy's name was that landed this bass for me? Ooh, Ron. Should we make that a trivia question? Yeah. <laughs> Good, because Bass Word, this man's name was Noble Handy. Whoa. <laughs> wow. No. Noble, Noble, Noble Handy? He Noble landed, Handy. He had landed another fish for another competitor in another tournament about two weeks ago, two weeks prior to this, it was way up in the 12s. And he was so upset. He says, look, this is two times in two weeks. Somebody gets a double digit in the boat. I'm the one that's the net oh guy or the guy God, grabbing the insane. Wow. So, uh, wow. We're, I, truly handy. That is crazy. And by the way, as you're telling this story, I brought it up, Mark, so Becky could see the, the mammoth that this is. I don't know, if, uh, Riz, if you want to grab the phone and show everybody over there. Dude, this thing doesn't even look real. Yeah. It, 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 the best way I can describe it, if you're listening that right belly. now and you're not going to be able to see this image, is if have you ever – Beck, you know the bass pillows that they sell at, like, Walmart <laughs> that look fake? Like one right behind you? Yeah, like, yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah, it looks like that thing. It doesn't look real. Look yep. at the, Here it goes. Here it goes for everybody watching. Look at the – look at that thing. Looks ridiculous! Wow, that's incredible. I barely twenty four inches long, Mike, and twenty five and a half inches around. Wow! Oh my, wow! So she went into long? 
scare lunker program that Texas has. She was spawned at the Freshwater Fishery Center in Athens. They took those fry and put them back into Richland Chambers. And then I had a choice. I had three choices. I could take the fish and mount the fish on the wall. I could take the fish and eat the fish if I so desired. I could release the fish, but I found another solution. She actually went to the Tennessee Aquarium in Chattanooga and lived the rest of her life in a big jacuzzi there that uh, we built this deal with Hydrosport Boats years ago, partnered with the aquarium, and uh, over 2 million schooled kids a year got to see that giant fish in real life for over seven years and the impact that she had on competitive fishing and the history behind her. Wow. So uh, she lived That's 14, awesome. seven when I caught her guys. So that was a two pound per year average of growth on that fish. And then she lived seven years after that. So she was 14 years old. Wow. What, Mark, what I remember you named her. What was her name? I named her Miss Patty. And that was one of the sweetest women in the world that worked at Hydrosport Boats years ago. Um, and uh, so I named her Patty after my good friend there that worked there that was always so good to all of us that uh, ran boats through Hydrosport. Wow. That's great. What a great story. How, now, Miss Patty, was, was she, did she get bigger in the aquarium? You know, they don't, they don't take on a lot of growth when they're in a confined area piece. So she didn't get much bigger. Um, when I talked to the, the biologist, that she went well over 14, almost 15 pounds by the time her life expectancy expired. Wow. Big old giant fish. I was, I, I was at that tournament, uh, and, and that was amazing. It was, it was, everybody was talking about it, and everybody was going crazy. I remember, I remember um, leading up to that tournament, the weather was so miserable. It oh. was just rain and cold and yeah. impossible fishing conditions. And then during during the tournament, like you said, the perfect storm, it all, all of a sudden the weather lightened up and pre-spawned big bass were being caught all over that lake. And, of course, none none bigger than the one you caught. It's insane. Well, here's the cool deal. You know how we used to, when Ray would see a big fish, we'd bet a dollar on the weight and the whole nine yards. Yeah. Ray said, bet you a dollar on it. Well, I didn't know it the day that I caught it, but after I watched the video, Ray Scott guessed the weight perfectly. He guessed Whoa, that like 13.9. So wow. a big deal, Ray, uh, on that one. But, uh, yeah, he guessed it exactly right. Wow. That's what? impossible. That's impossible. <laughs> well, it's impossible to catch that fish in a tournament. To start with, that's uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, is that still is that your personal best, Mark? It is is my personal best, but I can tell you another story. When we went to the uh, uh, California Delta, um, Mark Tyler broke the overall record two years later with a fourteen nine, and uh, we were there in uh, I want to say it was two thousand and two. I guess it was at the Delta. And I'm in the very same area that Mark caught his big fish. And um, there was a little thunder shower moving right down the canal I was in. And the wind picked up. So what did I pick up, guys? I picked up a spinnerbait. I fired it into a little jog in the grass. And the whole world erupted. <laughs> and I hung this fish. And it ran back in the grass. And it mired itself in the grass. 
And then all of a sudden it just takes off clipping the grass as it goes. And when it rolls out in front of me at about 20 feet, it would have eaten Miss Patty. This fish, my estimation was a good three or four pounds. I guess the fish to be in the 17 pound range. I've got her over the top of 20 feet of water in one of those dug canals out there. Following her with my trolling motor down through there, just thinking, I've got you. And I should have never had that thought. Oh. My line, the spinnerbait broke. Oh, oh God. No. <laughs> when you break a spinnerbait, you get the blades back, right, guys? Yeah. I got the body of the bait back. And again, like Miss Patty's spinnerbait, where the hook just held her and I curled the point of that hook, this. This big hook point had gotten curled where I hit her in the top of the top of the mouth. And you guys know that feeling you get when the blue lights come on behind you. (laughs) I felt like that forever. And the gentleman that was with me was from St. Louis or St. Louis, Missouri. And I've seen him several times. And every time I see him at a sports show, I'm like, dude, blue lights are still on in my head from losing that fish. It was an absolute gargantuan. That's one. That's one that hurts. Like I, I, I know because I've had that happen with nothing close to that size, but I've had it happen and it hurts. Like, you know, when somebody talks about getting hooked with the treble hook, you can, or you see a picture, you almost feel it. You know, you're like, when you were telling that story, I I had, I had like, it like hurt. I'm right there with you. It hurt me. Yeah. That's incredible. incredible. Talk about highs and lows of the sport. You know, a 13-9 coming in and then losing that. Yeah, yeah, I still think about it, Mike. I still think about it all the time. And just think about how many times you're ever going to be in that position. You know, that's the one cast in my life I would love to have back. Um, Factors that go into life that that keep us on tour or take us away from the tour, whatever it is. But that's one cast that uh, I sure would love to have back. Wow, that's crazy. And if, if you're watching and listening right now, it is Big Bass Week on all our channels uh, two great stories from Mark. And the one common theme there, if you're watching and listening, you want a big bass, spinnerbait, Pete. Yeah. Spinnerbait. Wind starts blowing. Yeah, when those wind starts bait. blowing, pick up a spinnerbait. Yeah, or a spook. I want to change topics a little bit, Mark, and I want to switch to um, something that, y- you know, we've all known you for this over the years. And just talking right now, it's a great example of it. You are one of the great educators in in the sport of fishing, right? You've got amazing fishermen that can't can't uh, convey well what they're what they're doing. You do it so well. You're you're one of the great educators. Uh, both Pete and I have had a chance to work with you over the years at BU and other programs, other seminars. A uh, couple questions based on that. One is, is that a lost art? You know, because we have so many young anglers watching and listening to the show, and they say, you know, what can I do to be a top tour professional? And they look at young guys that all they want to do is fish, and they forget about this portion of it. Talk, talk a little bit about how important it is to be an educator. Well, it, it really is. You know, I've been fortunate to be in the sport a long time, and it's great to be able to give back to people the same joy and, and same opportunities the sport has given me. I might get this genetically, guys. My mom was a school teacher, an educator, a principal, a grant writer for 43 years. So maybe I get that genetically. I don't know. But uh, I, I've always 
built my business as a fisherman, Mike, to be able to diversify it. Yeah. You have the fishing part of it. You have the actual fishing part of it that's very important. You have your sponsor relations that's very important. But if you can blend being able to talk to people and teach them the sport, then it gives you a whole different level of security on the diversification in your business. Yeah. And um, that has carried me my whole career. Um, like I said, I, I don't know whether that came from my mom or where it came from, but I really enjoy it when you're, when you've got an audience and you, you see their, they've gotten in there and gotten real quiet. They're listening to your voice and they've had breakfast. And, and then all of a sudden you do something crazy and wake them up. And then the light bulb comes on, you know, you're doing your job because yeah. the thing I do and the thing I've always done, I've never held back on secrets as far as how to weight a jerk bait or yeah. what to do. Riz, you listen? Yeah. <laughs> because the guys and gals that are there, if they can take that little trick yeah. and add it to their, their repertoire and they catch their personal best, they catch a six, eight, nine, ten 10 pound fish. Then I've done my job. And, um, and that carries on a lot of credibility. If you can, if you can convey that to the anglers that want to learn. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and, you mentioned it, but Pete, we talked about it before the show started. Mark has been one that has had a great uh, roster of sponsors through his entire career, through the thick and thin, right, which are the bad times. You mentioned yeah. uh, the recession of 2008, uh, other stuff that have ha has happened in the sport with COVID, with the leagues changing. Uh, Mark's held it. Uh, that, that, no. that says something, Pete. Well, says something. Mark's a true pro, and and I and I, I know I must have said this to you before, Mark. But if I hadn't, it's it's a long time coming. I wanted to thank you. Um, you you really helped me uh, when I started, and uh, I know you introduced me to Gary White. You helped me get my first uh, seminar, and I've always appreciated that. And I want to thank you for that. Um, it's you've been you've been a real pro for me from the outside coming in. Uh, it was great to have someone like you to look up to and, and just kind of help and grow with you and help, help me. And, and that was awesome. But what I also admired you for was your abilities in the sponsorship world uh, because I was trying to figure that out, and we all were. Um, 08 must have been, been real hard for you. I know it was hard for everybody when the sponsorships all kind of pulled back. But I, I, I guess what I'm asking, what's, what's some advice that you give on – you know, how you do it and how to maintain these relationships and, and work hard for these companies? Well, the one thing you have to do, Pete, and, and you guys know this, is you've got to be a believer in the product. If you are getting some kind of deal in which it's some kind of kooky, crazy gimmick of a piece of a product that doesn't catch fish, it'll be seen through very quickly that you're just there for one thing, and that's to take it to the bank. So I've always dealt with products that I use every day I, that I feel like suit my uses the best. And I always looked at it. If it was good for the company, if whatever I was doing was good for the company, then in turn, it would be good for Mark Menendez. And that turn of 2008 that you were talking about selling boats at that time, I managed to sell about five or six and eight and four, five and nine. I paid for myself for sponsorship. And um, those things really um, stand out when you do that. You know, now that we have social media, um, the 
print media, which was what we all grew up fighting right. for, for yeah. those magazines, um, it, it's, it's diluted in the amount of your exposure. So social media is an easy way for you to do it, but you still need to follow. If it's good for that company, then it's good for you. So, uh, you know, you mentioned the highs and lows, and I would be remiss not to mention this, that uh, I had to withdraw from fishing in 2012, 13, and 14 due to my late wife uh, and her pancreatic cancer battle. Um, and every sponsor I had, every sponsor I had executed every contract that was in place, kept new ones in place during that two years while Donna was fighting uh, tooth and nail fighting pancreatic cancer. And every one of my sponsors stayed with me and I will wow. be forever ever grateful to that's, all of those people. Yeah. That's, that's saying awesome. something strong. That is there. saying something. That's awesome. So and what that, was cool. And, that, and that says a lot about you, Mark, and you've done such great work for them that they would stand by you. I mean, that speaks volumes, not yeah. only for them, but for you too. And, uh, and well, that was awesome. Sure. And you, but you said something here about how are you making that transition? I remember I used to put media events together and invite you and you, you came to a, a couple of them and uh, we used to do the print, you know, to try to get the print stories written, uh, how, how is making that transition for you into the social media world? A lot of guys that have been veterans as long as you have uh, haven't made that transition nearly as well yeah. as you're doing. I don't want to call anyone to the plate, but Mark Davis is still using a bag phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Well, next L. Uh, till, Tilly wanted to get Tilly tried giving him an uh, iPhone. He didn't want it. He wanted to keep using his bag phone. So. <laughs> It's, it's well, you, you, you have to be smart. And um, I'm smart enough to know to get somebody to help me, somebody who is technologically savvy. And uh, you guys are going to laugh at who I use because he's a great fan of the sport. He has his own great platform. He does great work with a camera. And uh, Baxter, the bait man, is my producer, my camera guy for my television show, my regional television show. And Kevin has been so helpful. He has so much knowledge. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, we all give him such a hard time. Um, but he really has a, a great knowledge of fishing. He knows what he wants to see through the camera lens. Mm. He does all the editing. Um, and he's been a great help. Uh, the rest of it, um, I have a 15 and 16-year-old, Caroline and Max. Uh, Caroline filmed some of my little videos that I'll put up on Instagram and things like that for me. And she's going to start doing some editing for me as well. Uh, she's into the she's into the media world, and uh, what a not better place to hire your own kid to get you get to work for you. So um, I am not the most technologically savvy, but I see the absolute need to get it done. Yeah, that I, we'd agree with that, Becky, because our uh, our kids, uh, especially our older two, have taught us a lot in the social media world. Yeah, yeah. even the little ones figured out. Even how to the little ones, they, yeah. They made movies this weekend. Just yeah, yeah. At eight, eight and ten, they're doing better editing work than we could ever do. So <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Right on a tablet. On a tablet, yeah. yeah. I'm like, Very you cool. can. I, I look at. It, I'm like, can you do that on a tablet? Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> so, so Mark, you would say Baxter's a, a master at what he does? Um, he is really good at what he does. Uh, he uh, he works. Say it all kinds of odd hours. He, he, his job is an evening job. So we have to really schedule in advance for us to get together. And then we'll try to knock out a couple of three shows in a couple of days. Uh, then I'll send him off to his editing uh, studio and, and let me get a view of what's going on from there. So uh, he, uh, he's uh, without Kevin, I would be sunk. <laughs> 
There you have it, Brian. There you have it. He's a master bait man. He's a master. Uh, I, I want to remind everybody. I didn't fall for that, Brian. I'm dang sorry. No, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> He's always trying to get our guests to say in, inappropriate things. That's all I had. That's his job. It's to ruin the production mm. and to bring up funny comedic <laughs> moments like this. That's his job. Yes, uh, let me remind everybody, if you're watching and listening, of course, Mark Menendez joining us here on the show. If you've got a question or a comment, please, please, please hit us up on the IMs. Uh, Rizzo is going to patch them through. Riz, what do we got? I know we got some coming through Mark uh, for Mark already. Yeah, um, the first one I'm going to go with is from uh, Sean Lay, and he wants to know, uh, Mark, with your extensive knowledge and wisdom, um, how do you stay organized when presenting and logging it? Do you have a library, a notebook? Uh, how do you how do you keep track of all this information? Oh, good question. This is going to be scary. Um, I've done this so long and pulled so many different uh, seminars together. I will sit down a couple of days before and write down bullet points, and it pulls me to old experiences, old funny things that happen, old patterns that are uh, – places and patterns where this this all worked whatever topic we're talking about and it's actually all logged right here about an hour's worth of work uh a couple of days before and go over that four or five times and it'll it'll jog this old uh wow. floppy disk memory of mine and there you go so uh well, that's, you hear that's that, pete? <laughs> it takes pete like three years to prepare a seminar you hear that? Pete? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know how you're able to keep it up there, man. It it, it takes a long time for me. Wow. Uh, it just you know you you you've got those points you want to make. You've got those things you want to accentuate, and and it just it just clicks in there for some reason. I don't know why. Wow. Well, you're excellent at it. There's no doubt. You know the the audience is captivated when you're speaking, and and. You are a really good teacher, whether it's genetic or I, not. I'd agree with that. I'd say a master. <laughs> I would, too. Uh, Riz, what else we got? Come yeah, um, it, this is probably going to take him into another topic here, but Lisi wants to know, uh, Mark, do you have an update on the war on carp that you are involved Ooh. with? Yeah. We had this on our list, Pete, right? as, as, as a question. Yeah. Yeah, we are We're making great strides. Um, I can't wait for us to conquer COVID so that I can get back to Capitol Hill and start ringing the chains of some of our lawmakers, our senators and congressmen. Yeah. I've been in front of about 60% of Senate and Congress at this point. And um, when you start talking about the economic loss, when you start talking about what this fish has destroyed as far as tourism, commerce and business in the Kentucky Lake area, I can get somebody's attention really quick. Mm. We were lucky enough to put together uh, two sums of money from bills to the tune of $45.1 million that uh, Yamaha Right Waters um, helped me get up there and get in front of the right people. I don't take any of the credit for that, but just another push to get that money to us is all I was able to do. But we got to the right people, got that money through Congress, and we're seeing the benefits of that. This winter, there were two boats in the Paris landing area that netted for two days how many pounds of carp did those two boats catch in two days, guys? Um, 10,000. What do you think, Mike? I was going to say less. I was going to say a couple thousand. Becky? Mm -hmm. Beck? Yeah. I'm going 11,000. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to one-up well, there. I'm glad you three are sitting down. In two days, those two boats and four men caught 120 
4,000 pounds. What? Wait, how many fish is that? Well, the average fish is between 8 and 20 pounds, so you do the math. A bunch. A lot of fish. Holy mackerel. It's it's a real prolific problem on what it does to the ecosystem. They grow so quickly, they get big enough that they outgrow what bass, stripers, crappie, white bass can consume. So then they don't really have any predators, but the apex predators being the giant catfish, because the giant catfish can eat them from four to eight pounds. So then they just swim around free in the world, uh, eating and getting fat and making babies. So that's the problem. Now, I will say on my way to Alabama, I drive behind Kentucky Dam and I drive behind Barkley Dam. We've had high water for the last little bit. And I noticed when I went over Kentucky Dam and the Tennessee River and the tailwaters, several dead fish floating. Now, Kentucky, below Kentucky and the Tennessee, it's probably three quarters to almost a mile wide. So I see quite a few fish down there floating. Jogs my memory. I'm thinking about this and I go over the Cumberland about six miles later. And there is a constant stream of dead fish. Several years ago, we had a bacteria buildup that only affected the Asian carp. It killed the two to six pounders. Didn't kill the big ones, but it wiped out masses of these fish. And I'm wondering if that's what's gone on here in the last little bit. Not a game fish was ever harmed um, during those deals. And I mean, the entire banks of Kentucky and Barkley below the dam, above the dam, it smelled like death warmed over for about three weeks. So many millions of those fish died. So I'm hoping Mother Nature is kind of finding a way to to put these things in their place and help us get rid of some of these. Um, We've put in barriers below Barkley Dam, uh, fish fence down there, been all kinds of research. And the good thing about all this money, guys, we got this money to our fish and wildlife people so they could do research. They didn't know life cycles. They didn't know how these fish fed. They didn't know how they bred, when they bred, what was the thing that triggered them to go and spawn. Yeah. So now we've got money for them and they're starting to assimilate the knowledge to put the plan together to see how we can really put a dent in these darn things. Wow. We just need to put the algae everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that bacteria, that bacteria. Um, It's just another perfect storm kind of deal, but it wiped out a bunch of them. I hope it's happened several times below the dams and only once on the lake. So I'm I'm hoping on the flip side of that, guys, we have had three incredible spawns in 14, 15, and 16, or 15, 16, and 17, however you want to look at it. Our threadfin shad, our, our gizzard shad came back. Crappie fishing has been off the hook this winter. Crappie in the pound and three quarters to two and a half pounds being caught everywhere. And our bass population is unbelievable with the 14 to 17 inch bass in Kentucky Lake, both largemouth and smallmouth. I don't think the smallmouth guys were affected as much. So we have a beautiful population of those. And then we've got a little special critter called the spotted bass, which disappeared in the 90s because all the grass that came in and covered its spawning area. We're seeing good numbers of those little teacup mouths, big fat bellies, and about 14, 15 inches that are starting to weigh three pounds. And I'm really excited to see them back because Kentucky and Barkley Lakes, they were a world-class spotted bass fishery when I was a young man. I mean, it wasn't uncommon, guys, to catch a five and a half to six pounder. So uh, I am 
really, really excited about the future for Kentucky and Barkley. Well, that's good because I, I remember in Beckett's one of the last times we were there too uh, together. I remember it was uh, when I fished bass, and I think we were staying at a campground there. The, the, the impact was bad. I, I, Mark, I remember some of the lodges closing. There were restaurants oh. closing down. This is around Paris. So there was, yeah. a, there was a really low point to this, but it sounds like, sounds like things are getting better. Fishing's coming back. That's great news. Well, people are using the lakes. They're, they're learning that these things are not um, creatures of the night or whatever. They're learning to, to avoid them and stay away from them. They're not as active as they were as far as the jumping. It doesn't seem. I'm not hearing as many reports. Uh, but there are areas on the banks of Kentucky and Barkley Lakes in which it looks like a ghost town. It looks like a nuclear bomb yeah, went off because there are no businesses in Lake. Yeah. There's not as many businesses up by the dam. Yeah. And it was taking in that 15 county community around the lakes, it was taking $15 million a month out of the economy there. So it was wow. $180 a loss a year. And my area is a very relatively rural area, and we just couldn't stand that. But it's coming back, and uh, people are coming back to visit in our beautiful world with LBL and all the great things that we have to offer there. So it, it, it is nice to see. Um, some regrowth coming. That's awesome. That's good news. That's good news. I like yeah. to hear that. I, it, it's That's great a special, news. And special I, place. I appreciate you keeping us up to date on it. I know you're real active in it, and uh, hopefully you'll keep us updated when the DNR, uh, you know, what their plan is going to be, you know, now that they're involved in the research. I'm I'm really interested in on, on, on what steps they're going to take to try to handle the yeah. situation. Yeah. Me well, too. the only bullet we've got, guys, is commercial fishing right now. It's netting these things and getting them out of the water. And the problem is, is we can only basically do this six months out of the year because we need cool water and cool air temperatures. These fish have a high histamine content in their body. So if they get hot, they actually will liquefy. The meat breaks down. Everything breaks down. You have the, the skin and the skeletal system. And, it, and, and if you see one like that, it literally looks like it's just rippling in the water. So we can only take them for food and for other, other things when it's cool. End of October to the end of April is about all we've got. Um, but we're working on many different ways. I have eaten them. They're very good. Uh, it's a very white, flaky, tasty meat. I've eaten them baked with capers on them. I've eaten them fried. I've eaten them in fish balls. Um, so the only negative to the thing is its name. It's an Asian carp, and most people don't want to eat carp. It's being marketed as silverfin. So if you see that, <laughs> buy one and eat it. And I promise you, it is very white, flaky meat, and it's tasty. Silverfin. Um, Silverfin. It's, it's all about the marketing. It's it about is. the marketing. It's yeah. a great way to market it. Putting lipstick yeah. on a pig. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brian, he likes he likes them fish balls. So I mean, fish just balls? So, the, yeah. the silverfin well, fish balls. I need it. Here's the thing. I, I try it. I haven't it had, ended up right in my frying pan. Are you trying to be Dave over there? Well, I, I haven't Come had uh, <laughs> I haven't had the Asian carp, but I have had snakehead. And Ooh. it's another exotic invasive. And snakehead are dynamite, Pete. Really dynamite. Good. Lovely. So I can oh, I, I get it. it. Yeah, I tried I it. I get it. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Well, uh, my, I would I would be remiss in saying, not saying thank you to Yamaha and their efforts yes. in right Park. Yes. Right applause yes. Yamaha. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. It's really cool to be associated and work for a group that's fighting for fishermen's rights 
It's not only the Asian carp, it's the snapper problem, the recreational fishing licenses yeah. and the, the creel limits that fishermen can catch in the Gulf. Um, it's many different things yeah. that one of the biggest um, product developers and product makers in the, in the marketplace today is concerned enough to spend resources yeah. and effort to make it better for everybody else. So I, I, I am just humbled to be a part of that. Yeah, yeah. me too. Hats off to you. The, the Coral Reef. Yeah, Coral Reef. Project, uh, ac- yeah. Yeah, access issues. Uh, they put a lot red of time, lot of time. Into, yeah. into the waterways. They sure yep. do. That's good to hear. And you got to do that. Companies have to do it. I'm so glad Yamaha's doing it. Uh, I, I want to switch topics real quick, Mark. And, and by the way, great year at Bass so far. 28th place right now in AOY. A few great events under your belt this year. Yeah, great, great, nice great year done. so far. Very nice. Um, but I have to ask this, and, and you're one of the few guys we've had on the show since, uh, uh, Pete, I guess the best way a lot of guys are saying is the big change. Yeah, the right? split. The split, the big change that happened. And, and um, you know, of course, everyone knows uh, MLF, sort of the, the defection that happened with a lot of guys. And you were one of the guys that, 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 that st- stuck it out at Bass, right? You, you, you stood true to Bass. And as I look, as all this is unfolding, I look back at it, I, I, I think it was a great decision, right? It was, it was a great decision. Your, your career has flourished. Your sponsors have flourished. You're, you're having a, you know, and it's where, it's where you cut your teeth. Talk to me a little bit about that, because you're one of the few guys we've had on that have stayed the course. Well, it's an interesting situation. Um, I had had several of the guys at MLF talk to me about, uh, be ready. We're going to ask you to come and whatnot. And I immediately said, I cannot do that. Yeah. I cannot do that. And they looked at me and said, well, you hear the incentive packages and what we're going to do. I said, I cannot do that. And they said, why? And I said, do you remember when my wife was fighting cancer and she was dying? These people kept me alive that I represent. And they are mostly bass sponsors. And I would first have to go and ask them for their grace to do something different. But I didn't feel like it was the right thing for me to do after all of the troubles that I had been through, fighting for life with cancer. I felt that I owed the people that helped me. I owed them to do the most I could. And exposure levels went sky high. I was one of the older guys, one of the guys with more experience. So more opportunities came for me. And then I just started catching them like nobody's business. And then that kind of yeah, gave me you were catching folks. tens at, at St. John's like they're going out of style. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they're bluegill. Yeah. Like they're bluegill. If, yeah. if, if that old crusty guy that's the oldest guy on tour wasn't on the other side of the river over there from me, I might have won the <laughs> yeah. That old crusty <laughs> guy. <laughs> that old crusty guy. There he goes right there. He's on the back. Um, you know, but it was, uh, it was a real easy decision for me based on what my sponsors had done for me in the past. Yeah. And, um, it also allowed me being one of the elder statesmen to, uh, to come in with management and make some things a lot better, yeah. make our path different such that it reduced the risk of doing business with bass, you know, getting that payout all the way down to 75th place where, you know, it's not a lot of money, but you got $2,500 if you'd had a bad event, 
And that went a long way to helping these young guys um, maintain their place and and continue their career. So I thought that was real important. Um, Some rule changes and some uh, venue uh, changes and things like that. So it gave me a chance to really get close to management and, and work hand in hand with them um, and, and make it better for the guys on the elite series. Um, the other thing it did, and I really want to send out props to all the young guys. Um, 30% of the elite series now are guys that have come through the Bassmaster college ranks. And these guys are unbelievable anglers. I mean, they can catch a fish out of a water bottle. But what's amazing about every one of these young guys and most of the new guys that came over, there's been at least 10 times in the last three years, guys, that I've been fishing an area or been up in the standings and I'm fishing a little neck down area with water behind it. Somebody wanted to go behind me and fish past that. They would pull up and ask, do you mind if I go past you and fish in the very back back there? Or are you fishing the right side or the left side here, Mark? Can I come in here and fish the opposite side? I won't start my motor till I get 100 yards past you. Things that used to happen in the early 80s and 90s when I started fishing in the 90s came back. Etiquette, respect, um, human decency for each other. Um, And then it became a big club with the 75 of us. Man, I I ain't had that many 20-year-olds hassling me like I was grandpa ever (laughs) in my life. So we all got really close and we all wanted to make it better. Now don't, don't think that that we're not all serious competitors in there. It's, it's cutthroat when it comes to how hard these guys work and how talented of anglers there are. They all are. So um, it, it has really changed. And that's one of the things I'm the most grateful for is the camaraderie, the friendship and, uh, and, and dude, I'm talking about high fiving. Yeah. I mean, like you've always come to me when I've won an event, Pete, you too, and shake my hand. Great job this week. You killed me this week. Um, I'll get you next week. And we've always, the three of us have always done that. It's never been an issue of, of an ego and, and there's not a lot of egos out here. It's, I, it's very great. I'd agree with that. I, mm-hmm. I got to tell you now that I've, I've stepped away from it a little bit. I, 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 I can speak my mind and I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm oh, a, now, now he can. Well, no, I've always, <laughs> like now, now it's acceptable. No, 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 no. I'm just saying I'm st- I have always been a fan of the sport, but more so now because I'm not actively competing. Right. Yeah. So I can look at it from a different, you know, with different, with different eyes. I can feel that through, through social media. Like, yeah. you know, I, I, I scan through and I can see after, like Lee Livesey just won. Yeah. We had him on BU, right? And he was great. And it was a great win to watch him. Yeah. But I look through my social feed and I see half of the elite field commenting, yeah. you know, yep. congrats, Lee. And I, I f- what you're saying, I, f- I can yeah. feel it through the postings and – I don't see that as much in other leagues. I'm not saying it's not there. I just I don't see it or feel it. We as, also as don't see Mark Menendez anymore. Yeah, that's been, okay. He was frozen for a little bit. Oh, he's frozen. That's okay. Strapped off. He'll, he'll jump back in. He'll jump back in. Um, but but I honestly I, I feel I what he just said. Mm-hmm. I do feel that. Yep. I do feel that. I do feel like prepaid card. There's some <laughs> weird, you know, a, yeah. a, a a better camaraderie it, over yeah, there. Yeah. It, it does feel like yeah, that. Well, to listen, me. It's like it, the kayak world. 
That's what it feels like to me, or it seems like. Right. Like, you know how the kayak guys. Oh, don't put that on them. Well, they're having a party. <laughs> they're out there. They're picnicking. Don't they're put that pic- on them. They're, they're, they're having picnicking. It's oh, a brotherhood. Man. They're enjoying I it. I like to picnic. <laughs> no, I, That's it, what it seems like to yeah. me. No, it for, seems no, like fun friendliness. You yeah, know? For sure. Absolutely. And, you know, but I think that's all just a cycle of it. Right. right. At some point, there's going to be a lot of success. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. It's just a natural trend. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Jealousy. But are these just all just like superhumans and their others weren't? No. It was just, you know, <laughs> yeah. a lot of success. Actually, it's it's just the more familiarity they, you, that you have with yeah. the person. It's like it's like a playoff series. When you play somebody seven times in a row, by the end of it, right. you know, you hate them. Right. Yeah. You played them in a while, it ain't no big deal. So it's right. so, so you, so you, you kind of think, uh, well, it sounds like like these guys are all new. A lot of new. They're all thrilled, a lot of new, a lot of freshness. thrilled and excited to be yeah, there. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. The yeah. jealousy hasn't set in yet. The the You cut me off in the last tournament, now right. I'm going to pay you back. All that kind of stuff that builds It'll up. It'll build. It'll it's, build. Not, it's not quite there yet. It's not there yet. Correct. It'll okay, build. Okay, and let's yeah. be honest. If 30% of them came out of the college rankings. They're younger guys. They're, they're younger. They're not married. They don't have kids. They don't <laughs> have the pressures <laughs> of, you better bring home a check or <laughs> baby don't eat. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, that's true. There, yep. There's stress that comes that's true. as you get older. Yeah. There's there's pressures and yeah. everything that kick yeah. in. Well, we have we have Mark back. And I, I did want to – I wanted to go back and, and ask you. So uh, – it, it sounds like to me what you were saying is things are better at Bass now. And it sounds like that the anglers have more of a say. You know, and, and I think I, I want you to just reiterate that because I think one of the major reasons all that stuff happened in the beginning, right? The reason that MLF happened and the defection happened is guys were dissatisfied with their ability to have a voice at Bass. Are things better? Do guys have a better voice now at Bass? I, I think so, Mike. I think almost every elite angler in the field has uh, Chase Anderson and, uh, and Bruce's telephone number. We can call them at any time. I've never felt that freedom as easily before. Um, I can have an absolute grievance and go to them and talk to them about it and, uh, and, and we can get to a solution or I will get the reason why my idea may not be the best idea for this, this, and this. And, and that's great to have open dialogue. Yeah. Anytime you can have open dialogue, it, it, it ratchets down the pressure and the frustrations and you can talk like adults, get things figured out and then move forward for the best, the best way for the group. And it's just been a breath of fresh air. I, yeah. I can't impress upon you. Um, how much and then with the with the broadcast and and the media numbers that that i'm getting that i get directly from them it's out of the park i mean it's uh it's just incredible uh how far at bass we're pushing the sport forward uh and getting mark menendez's name out there or patrick walters or drew cook these are all guys that aren't even 25 years old you know so and it's also good not to be the oldest guy out there too. I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna, it's not going to happen. Speaking oldest. of that, sixth oldest. So, so Pumbaa's ghost on the message board wants to know which circuit is going to bring on Preparation H first as a <laughs> as a sponsor. The sir, Bassmaster, it won't be ours. Bassmaster, won't MPFL, or that league that Boyd runs. <laughs> I don't know. It That's won't a- be ours. 
That's a funny question. It does bring up a second well, question, though. Yeah. Didn't Russ Lane have a... Uh, Russ Lane had hymns. Uh, hymns. Yeah. Russ Lane had hymns yeah. over at MLF. I don't even know MLF. what hymns is. Hymns is like a, is a generic Viagra. They're dick pills. Yeah, they're dick pills. It's okay. I mean, I think people. some people need that, so it's fine. But I was embarrassed to Google it and have it stay in the history on my <laughs> computer, oh. so yeah. I never looked it uh, The government's going to find that out, it's that you've like, researched like hymns. I felt like I was yeah. putting in something so inappropriate. <laughs> like, like, I was... Never mind. Let's move on. All right, let's move on. Uh, you were worried about that. Yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> it de- it does bring up the a second. The kids are on my computer, my phone. Could you imagine? I didn't know what it was going to come up. We'll as. bring in experts to wipe it clean. They'll Poop. never know. Musco said they're dick tic tacs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it does bring up another question. I I I want to ask you real quick, Mark. And it, it, and I just thought of it because of that question that came through, which is and and I want to hear your opinion on it. Are there too many leagues now, right? Because it seems like, you know, we've got now we've got BASS, we've got MLF, we've got FLW, which sort of MLF, we've got NBFL. Mm -hmm. I heard about this other one, the Apex. Oh, the Apex League. Starting up out west. (laughs) LX. So is is it bad that all these leagues are starting up? What's your opinion on that, Mark? Well, you know, when when we were young, and I won my first tournament at Pickwick, um, the first top 100 tournament. We didn't have another tournament or another big tournament going on for another month or so. So all the media kind of hyped for another month. Yeah. Then it went to two leagues, and so it was kind of an every other week thing, so you were the hot topic every other week. And now we're all fishing on top of each other where we may have three of the four leagues fishing, so it all kind of waters it down. So – um, I don't know that it's a bad thing, guys. I, I think it's great to give other anglers some other opportunities to fulfill their desires and yeah. what they may want to do um, and, and in a big money situation. So um, I, I think that's yet to be determined, Mike, if, if there's too many. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I'm, I'm mixed with it, Pete. We've had the conversation before. I like that there's leagues to give guys new opportunities, but I think for the sport, to reach its highest level it could you know if we want to ever get to be a mainstream sport there's got to be one league the league yep. you know so uh, yeah. so i got that, they, that they all get to they right. all get to, i mean i think right? it's great that fishing and tournament fishing is so popular that I there's this great. many leagues i think it's amazing yeah and it gives people an opportunity but i think that 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 pyramid has to start settling yeah, as yeah. to like where do you enter, where do you go next, where yeah, you know right. what I mean, yep. up yeah. to the top. And like it been, needs and, to. And you've been a critic, Beck. I'm going to throw you under the under the oh bus here. No. You've been a critic of leagues saying calling their their anglers Pro. professionals, right? It, it, you think it, it dilutes it? It very much upsets me. Okay, very yeah. much upsets me because in no other sport. If yeah. you can pay an entry, yeah. are you a professional? You have to work your way up. Right. I, this is personal. This so you is don't like just add that to your Instagram and you're a pro? It's not how it works? <laughs> no. No. If yeah. you wrap your boat and you wear a jersey, you're not a pro just because you can pay to be a pro. It's not. Well, that was FLW that's not, forever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I'm just saying. I'm just generally saying for me, I I, 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 I don't disagree with you. It, it, it kills me because there's guys who have – 
killed themselves to get to this level, mm -hmm. to be the top of their sport. They've sacrificed so much. They had to go through the ranks. They had to qualify to this, to this, to this. Yeah. And you diminish what those guys did to get to that professional level by saying, well, now we got tournament trail, and as long as you can pay the bill, you a pro. Yeah. No, I, you're not. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that's my opinion. I'm I, sorry. I, 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 that's a valid opinion, and we've wrestled with that. For We were talking about having a pro card, uh, establishing some criteria so that you would have a pro card. I remember Dave Wolak was a big, strong proponent of that. That's uh, such a Wolak thing. I'm so yeah, glad you said yeah. his name, but he was always yeah. very adamant that there, there's a way of doing things. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some way to separate yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But all that being said, and, and I agree with you, like that, that I think there needs to be the top pro tour. Last week sucked for me. There was no live bass fishing on, <laughs> on the internet. I mean, you were bored. Hey, it was a great week for me. Pete <laughs> yeah. worked. You were bored. <laughs> yeah, Pete actually worked that week. That's right. It sucked. I mean, yeah. you're like, uh, there's, you can't update stuff. You yeah. can't. You're not watching them. I, I mean, I love it. I, I love so it. Addicted. I love it. I think Bassmaster's doing a great job. They I think they're all doing a good job. job. But I like Mark. I had so much mm -hmm. fun watching you. Down on the St. John's, yep. it was it, it's exciting, it's fun. They're doing a great job on the coverage. Uh, I I want to let me remind everybody if you're watching, we've got of course Mark Menendez on. If you got a question, please send him through to Riz. But I do have a couple I want to catch up on from our social media, uh, Mark, real quick. And these are okay. these are these are BU questions. These are tackle questions, which which Ooh. is okay. And you just film with the tackle warehouse guys. Good friend of all of ours, Corey and Daniel. You guys had fun. I know. They told me some of the stories. <laughs> I know about the crawfish. I know about all that stuff. You guys had a great shoot. Dan who's this Daniel guy? Yeah, I don't know. He was don't under the weather the day that you fished <laughs> well, with That's uh, Brian's fault. That's Brian's fault. <laughs> yeah. I, I held him uh, down and made him drink beer. But the, these are, ta these are tackle warehouse type questions. And the first one comes from Clay. Wants to know. Uh, this is over on Instagram, I think. Uh, Mark, do you ever pull the skirt off the Thunder That's Cricket? That's YouTube. YouTube. Mark, do you ever pull the skirt off the Thunder Cricket to put a soft plastic on? Absolutely, I do. And I'll put about three different things. Um, one would be a rage swimmer, a, a, a swim bait that I'll have naked on there. Ooh. The other one being um, uh, the one that I like the best, and it's kind of crazy, but I put a game hog on the back of it. Uh, yeah. creature bait on the back of it, particularly when I'm around a lot of bluegill. Um, that's, that's the one I go to and when I'm around a lot of shad or razor minnow, but, uh, the game hog I put on the back of a thunder cricket, probably 90% of the time. Huh. Why would you put, in what conditions would you pull the skirt off to, to just put a plastic on? Friday night. Is it, is it water clarity? Is it temperature? Is it, is it season pressure? You know, drinking pressure would be one either high pressure or fishing pressure. Um, forage is the other. That game hog looks like a dang bluegill on there. It's yeah. bigger, it's wider, it pushes more. There's more stuff moving on there. And uh, I actually learned that out in the California Delta the last time we were out there. That made a huge difference for me uh, to get a check out there uh, fishing a, a bladed jig like that. So that's the one that I really, really hone in on. Um, and then um, if I need speed, more speed with it, you yeah. can fish the bait that way yeah that makes sense uh -huh. and then uh another good one uh and i think i'll know the answer to this but i'm, I'm gonna wait till you say it uh we've got sean uh, wanting to know mark what baits are you most excited about that strike king has just launched or is working on 
dude, you got to get you a hybrid hunter. Oh, oh, oh I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I've got a pond in my front yard, Mike. It's a little quarter acre pond. And those are the smartest bass in Western Kentucky because everything new that comes out gets thrown in there. Yeah. And they're hard to catch. It's a yeah. clear water, hard to catch. So I got four hybrid hunters about a year ago. And so I'm throwing it. looks like a plug. I'm throwing it and winding it in. It's got a big, a wide wobble and a noxious rattle in it. And I am not getting a bit, not a bite one. It's overcast. The wind's blowing. So I fire that thing out there. I throw it in the wind. And guess what happened? I threw a backlash. So that bite's sitting out there, and I get my backlash out. I reel it in and pop it one time, and it pops up back in the water real fast, kind of like an old Bangalore kind of, yeah. kind of way it jumped back there. So I popped it about twice more. I've got two four-pounders that live in this pond, and here comes one of them, and it kills it. I'm like, well, how about that? I got a new topwater bait. So I keep throwing this thing, playing with it, and I get a little piece of moss on it, so I jerk it about twice, and this thing does like a jerk bait in the shape of a big bluegill. And I see the other four pounder coming and it train wrecks it. So I have fished this thing under various conditions. Corey and Daniel got a real good lesson on the hybrid hunter junior on one of our vlogs that we shot on Lake X. Oh. And uh, it look, is look, look at sne sneaky Pete over there trying to order them. <laughs> yeah, Mark, Mark Pete's ordering them right now. As we speak, look at them. Oh, no. They're back ordered on TW, so you're gonna have to get in line, Pete. Way to be late to the game there, Peter. Yeah. Well, get you some gizzard shed or uh, green gizzards, get you some golden blacks and a chrome and blue, and you'll be set, Pete. Oh, no, none of us oh. are gonna get it's a cool bait, Mike. I mean, it, it's so neat to be able to do multiple things with one bait because we all carry too much crap in the boat with yeah. us. I've looked your boat, Mike, if you took all that stuff out of there, it'd run 55 miles. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably true. But it, it, it's so neat. It's it, it, And, and it, uh, I threw it a bunch at Fork, and um, watching it come back on uh, Live Scope, it was getting down in the nine-foot range. It blew me away. Oh. I thought it would only go three or four or five. It would come back, and you'd see it come back up from about nine feet. So it's going to be a player. Wow. That that lip doesn't look like it's possible. Yeah, it doesn't feet. work. It, no. Well, that the what I you, thought, Pete. But yeah. but the coach showed me nine foot on multiple casts. On I'm the big like, one. The, the big on one. The big right. one. Yeah, on the big body, the lip is it's it's considerably bigger okay. than the junior. Yes. Uh, but mm. cool bait. Yep. I know Brian Car it, it it pained Brian the Carpenter that you just said that. Yeah, well, the word here sure further that we're never going to get our hands on. Well, they're already <laughs> extremely hard to get. That's all right. <laughs> they're we'll hard. To get right. Don't worry about Very it. Very hard. We'll get some. I, I did want to step back real quick and talk about Corey and Daniel. Dude, we have such a good time with them every time they're here. Mark, aren't they like an old married couple together? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're like you know what was that fishing movie with Gustafson and uh, Jack Lemmon? Um, uh, oh, grumpy yes. old man, yeah. That's who they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they take the marriage out of it, and they're grumpy old men. Um, but they're absolutely the best at what they do. The hard part's keeping a fishing rod out of their hands. Yes. Uh, they're quite yeah. capable fishermen, too. But, um, man, they're just so fun to work with, and the quality of the things that they do, they make us look like we know what the hell we're doing, yeah. whether we do or 
and uh, just just a lot of fun to work with them and just to hang out with them. It's great to hang with them. I get them about three days a year, and then I ship them up to you, and hopefully I'll wear them out so they'll calm down so they don't work you as hard. <laughs> they were supposed to get a day off here. Uh, you know, they scheduled it so that they were going to leave from your place and come here and have a day off. And then they went out partying with you the night before they got here. So then they were sort of tired. <laughs> they got here, and the day they were supposed to rest, Brian the Carpenter drug them up to do some swim bait fishing. They wanted to go fishing. They wanted to go fishing. So they lied yeah. to themselves that they wanted the day off. They They're so funny, though, because they've been coming for so many years. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm known for my sparkling, <laughs> sweet personality, um, not scary or intimidating. Everyone, <laughs> not at all. Everyone loves me. <laughs> I don't mean to be intimidating. But anyways, um, I <laughs> love having people here. <laughs> but... I, like I have people who've won and done themselves because I am I I love to be hospitable, come in my home, but I kind of when you come in my home, like I've got kids, I've got this, I've got chaos. You're part of the family. Mm. Corey and Daniel are totally part of the family, <laughs> and when they leave, they leave over. like their family. You know what yeah. I mean? Like their sheets are off the bed. Like take I don't even trash have to out. ask. They take the they, trash uh, out. They were doing dishes for crying out they loud. The one night dishes. <laughs> if the kids need to read a book, like one of them will be like, "I'll read with you," or "You want to play yeah. a video game?" Like yeah. you know what I mean? They're That's always cool. just part of the family. Yeah. I love them to death. Yeah. I have to tell this funny story on them though. So it, one day they were here, we had to go pick up our new camper, and we had some issues with the, the truck, not the camper, um, and we were delayed a little bit. Yeah. And I told the kids, just in case, you know, mommy and daddy aren't, you know, they're on time to get you off the bus, because they won't let the kids off the bus in elementary school, uh, you know, the parent has to be there. Right. Um, I said, I'll just... Corey and Daniel are here. Like, they'll just get you off the bus. And Sel looks at me. She goes, what am I supposed to tell the bus driver? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, she's eight. I can see and her I'm doing like, that. And I'm like, this is Corey and Daniel. They're getting me off the bus. They're our friends. And she's like, not gonna fly mom. mom not sure about this and i'm like <laughs> this is Corey and daniel from california they're our friends as as i'm saying this i'm like this is not gonna go well <laughs> can you imagine like these are our friends from california these two men like yeah, this is yeah. like and so i'm like Corey's the bear you'd be getting the call your kids now have to quarantine <laughs> for I know. 15 days <laughs> yeah. I know. so thank goodness miss carol who is our cfo yeah. was present in the building yeah. and she got the kids off yeah. the bus so we didn't have to explain that one to yeah. the bus driver that would have been, that would have been super awkward uh, Riz, let's catch up with a few IMs, and then uh, I, I know we're, we're nearing the time. We're going to let Mark go. He's got a big event coming up. What do we got, Riz? Yeah, I actually got one uh, for you, Mike, coming from Michael Blackburn oh, on, uh, wow. on Facebook, and he's, he's peppering me with this. He really wants to know about uh, a Hobie release that you could potentially have, have coming down the pipe. Is there, is there anything that we could uh, spill the beans on there? We know nothing about this. I've got a question for Mark. <laughs> Mark, I am... <laughs> So, okay, we're not answering that one. I'm, I'm, I need to give you props because you touched on it a little bit and you had some really tough times um, with Donna getting sick and everything. And I applaud you for saying, I need to go home, I need to be with my family. Yeah. And um, 
tell us now, like, how are the kids? Like, I can't believe you said they're 15 and That's 16 crazy. because yeah. I still yeah. remember you having little kids. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like it's been so long since I've seen you out there. And I mean, Max was like this tall. So I'm like, so how are they now? What's going on? I mean, all these years later, like, how is it to kind of like single parent and, and the kids obviously support you. They're doing videos for you. That that's, that's cool. really amazing. Yeah, super cool. I, I have two amazing children. They lost their mother at eight and nine years old. And, um, we formed a bond that I don't know that I, we would have reached otherwise. I don't know that we would have been this close, Becky, otherwise. Yeah. Now, you said Max was this tall. He's now this tall. He's five inches taller than me. His wow. foot. Wow. Um, he, he loves to play uh, airsoft with all his buddies. Um, he is my designated driver. Uh, bought an old Skeeter boat last fall when I got hurt, and that's his boat now, and he loves to drive and fish a little bit. He's a trap shooter. We have trap shooting at school, so he – he shoots trap competitively, going to the state tournament again. Uh, Caroline, my 16-year-old daughter, um, is an artist exactly like her mother was. It's incredible the things that she does. She's a musician. She plays the acoustic guitar, the electric guitar, the electric bass, and she is scary on a violin. So um, wow. they are growing and coming their own, own little people. Life has changed, Becky. Life is changing. I am engaged to be married in October, October the 23rd. Yay! Um, Congratulations. Hey, I'm getting ready to come. I get five more children. Uh, Whoa. This, so we'll have a family of seven. That's the Brady Bunch yeah. plus one. Wow. Um, the unique thing about this, Becky, is uh, my fiance, Melissa, lost her husband seven days before I lost Donna. Wow. And a few months later, a mutual friend introduced us together i was talking to julie about grief and these things melissa was talking to her and she says you guys need to meet and we both immediately said no i don't want a love connection julie she goes no no you need to you all are talking the same language so we talked that language for about two years and became very close friends and got involved with each other's lives and support kind of way and then all of a sudden the man took over in me becky and i went Golly, she is gorgeous. She's beautiful. <laughs> she's fun. She's smart. She's a ferocious mother. She's got great. Uh, she's got great faith in things. And then I think about all the things that uh, she's helped me through. And um, I love her, Becky. I love, love, love her. But I really do like her. We're great friends. And uh, she gets to come to some of the tournaments. She's five foot two. She's an exercise instructor. Um, so she's gotten me off the couch pretty good and got me in better shape. And, um, she's just an, a, a magnificent person. I ask, I hold the lake at, at the, the record at Lake X where we do all the filming with tackle warehouse and all, I'm the only guy that's ever gotten engaged on that lake. So, wow. um, his family was, uh, Jay was kind of disappointed that I took that record, but, uh, I'm excited for what life brings. Her children are from 23 to nine. Um, her oldest is an ICU nurse that got out of college, COVID hit, and she's on the front line. She was one of the first individuals in the country to get the COVID shot. Anna's a, a brilliant, compassionate, smart young woman. Uh, she has a 20-year-old sophomore at uh, UK, a 17-year-old junior in high school, a 15-year-old junior in high school, and a nine-year-old. And uh, Sam is just, uh, he is just, uh, he is an, a wonderful 
nine-year-old kid that's just full of life and energy. And I'm an only child. So seeing all this inner family chaos that goes on with all these siblings, I'm all in, guys. And I <laughs> to have her in my life. And I'm really excited about what the future holds. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Congratulations. 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 Very happy to hear Thanks. that. You know, so, Mike's an only child, too. And when we get everyone together, he just sits back, like, with fear in his eyes. I like, do. he doesn't understand what's I know. happening. I, know. <laughs> I didn't have that. I didn't have that big group dynamic, you know, not not through siblings, you know. So it's, yeah. it's interesting. I did a lot of talking to myself as a child. So that explains things as well. Uh <laughs> I yelled to myself. I did. There's a lot of yelling to yourself. Yeah. Uh, Mark, before we let you go, I did I did have one other, one last thing I wanted to call you and Pete to the plate on. And I've, I'll start with Pete. I'll start with you. And I'm going to put you on the spot. You guys have known each other for a long time. You've, you've <laughs> fished together. You may or may not have roomed together once or twice. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Mark would not. Uh, but give me one story about Mark that's a good you know, give me something good, a funny story, a uh, uh, anecdote, a tournament scenario that 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 nobody knows about. Give me give me one good thing about Mark. And then, Mark, I want to ask you one thing about Pete that we don't know about. Pete, you start. Oh, man, I don't know. You're putting me on the spot. OK, here. Mark, I you start. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember Pete early when Pete got to bass early and got to the top 150 level and um he was having a real good tournament at um oh heck i i forgot the name of the lake in georgia um sinclair 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 oh. and um he was in the running to win that thing had a great third day and put himself in the position and i just remember pete looking like casper the ghost when he got off the stage but he realized <laughs> He had a chance to win. He was just like, holy moly. Pete's Pete's ghost. (laughs) Casper Pete. Uh, You know, so uh, had lots of conversations about sponsorship and how to keep things going and things like that with Pete. Um, So uh, one of the good guys that, uh, that I miss not getting to see very often. So. We had a lot of fun back in those days. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good story because I I've always viewed you as confident and like dead set, like telling yourself, "I'm gonna win." What? And that's, here, yeah. And that's what he tells himself when he's sleeping. Yeah, yeah. when you're sleeping, yeah. I know. I'm gonna win this time. I'm gonna. Yeah, you're, you curse a lot too in your sleep. Teen Rojas, but get here, out of my way. Yeah, Teen Rojas, I hate you. Um, and here's Mark telling us that you had self-doubt and you were scared at that event. That's that's an interesting story. Yeah, well, I I don't I remember a lot of things about that tournament, but I was, you know, I was surprised. I'm like, uh, you know, this that was one of the first tournaments. I'm like, oh man, this is easy. What <laughs> 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 should have never thought that, have. that, brother? Yeah, this uh, in for a rude awakening, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's super tough. But I but I remember, you know, like you said, I'm I was, the you know, from the north. I didn't have any friends. I didn't have any connections. You're from Jersey. Everyone hated you just because you're from yeah. Jersey. <laughs> and, you know, it, I guess it, it was hard to break into circles and uh, but Mark just made it easy. He was a friend. That's awesome. He yeah. was a friend from jump 
Yeah. You know, and I don't even remember. I don't remember meeting you, Mark. I just remember always knowing you. And uh, yeah. and I remember being able to ask him honest questions because yeah. I didn't have anybody. Yeah. I, you know, there was no ability to mentor you. That's and nice. No, but but you want to say, dude, like a sponsor wants to do this. What should I do? Or, yeah. you know, um, you know, the other guys are handling or how do you practice? Or, yeah. you know, there's there's nobody to talk to. But, right. But I could talk to Mark. And he oh, he awesome, was a friend man. from jump. That's great. Well, I, I think like it's the first question I ever asked him. I said, so you're from Jersey, right? And he said, yeah. And I said, what exit? And, uh, <laughs> you know, the typical joke I know. And then we just hit it off from there, and it was easy. Pete was so easy going. Um, he did his own thing. He never followed the leaders around. Uh, I know Pete yielded to some leaders on some days back in the day when when he when the when he was fishing the areas with some of the leaders and things like that. And that's what you had to do yeah. to uh, to to get the credibility. So you know that dude from Jersey, he's not a bad guy. He may be a Yankee, but he's not a bad guy. <laughs> so, uh, that's awesome. So, yeah, I'm- that's how. You figure those kind of people out pretty quick in life. People you can trust and people yeah. you like to be around. Yeah. People that like to laugh like you guys do. What yeah. a great commodity to have anymore. Laughter makes yes. the world go right. Yeah. Speaking of laughter, I got to ask, because I haven't seen or heard from him in such a long time. Are you still friends with, with Fish? Where, what, what, where is, oh, what's Fishburn yeah. up to these Brian days? Carpenter, I know you want to know, too. Let's hear it. Oh. Well, Fishburn, Fishburn lives in East Tennessee on Cherokee Lake. Um, I, I, I don't know whether he's in a straight jacket or not at this point. <laughs> I think he is. I, I think he is. Cause he, I don't get to see him as often as I used to. He, uh, he works the Skeeter owners tournaments and does a lot for bass champs and, um, spending a lot of time in Texas back and forth working on things like that. Um, but, uh, we had some great times. There's no doubt about it. We had a lot of fun and fishing and a lot of fun in life and hanging out and, and I wish I could see him more than I get to see him now, but life is just taking me in another direction. Yeah. Well, what's his phone number? Because the ones I got, he ain't answering. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, don't think you're special because he doesn't answer any of our phone calls. That's straight jacket. When he needs tight. something, he calls. I like it, though. I like the challenge here of, of finding fish to get him on the show, Brian. Come on. Don't give up on I this. I like people that answer their phone. I know you do, but but I uh, but I I'm like freaking the, busy too. I fish. like the challenge. Oh, what are you fishing? You're so busy fishing. No, 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 <laughs> no. no but I respect guy. someone who's I like do too. Eh. Turn it off for a yeah. while. No right? thanks. Yeah, just turn the, the crappy cell phone. No, off. I respect somebody that says no thanks and not just ignores you. Well, I don't know. I like the challenge here. I like yeah. the challenge here. Well, I'm uh, not a fan. Uh, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I talk enough trash, I'll uh, answer. Mark, <laughs> it's probably the jersey in you he's hiding from. Well, it could be. It's coming out. Uh, Mark, I we've got we've all got a little tin cup here, and we wanna we wanna toast you. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Yes. Amazing stories tonight, and uh, you you've got a great life story. Um, great example to a lot of fishermen out there. And we wish you the best in the rest of the Elite yes. Series. I got a, I got a sneaky suspicion you might win one this year. I don't know. I got yeah. a good feeling. I just feel like you're fishing yeah. hot. You're fishing good. I, I see yeah. a W. Your mind's in a great place. Your mind's in a good place. Your mind's in a good place. Yeah, life's in a, life's in a great place. Uh, it's fun again. And that's when anglers get dangerous when it's fun. And it has become fun. I still don't like to travel. I don't want to be away from all the kids. I don't want to be away from Melissa, but uh, it's part of the part of what I still have to do. And it has become fun again. And, and I'm enjoying every day on the water. So thank you guys so much for having me. It's great to see you all. And 
Why don't you just do a couple of those shots? Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, we're, we're all holding it. Then. Yeah, we're, I think we're just. Go, right I now. think we're going to do. I want to just do one tin cup shot. Tonight, I got one but, more question for you after this. Cheers to this. you, Mark. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, guys. Oh man. Oh man. There you have it, Mark Menendez. Wait, Mark Menendez. Everybody. Pre- weight prediction for Neely Henry. Oh, oh, oh! Last question. All right. Weight prediction for Neely Henry. Well, it's Mark. been a while since I've been here. This is where I qualified for my first classic in 97. And um, I fished a couple of the old PAAs here and did really well in them. Um, I'm going to say it's not going to take as much as what you think. I'm going to say it's going to be somewhere between 50 and 52 pounds. Uh, Somebody's going to catch a big stringer and then put together three moderate stringers and hang on to win the tournament. Uh, in some fashion like that. it's uh, huh. We're kind of in a strange time. Fish populations seem to be down here a little bit from what uh, uh, Matt Heron, what the local competitor here, has told me. And so uh, it's going to be a mix. It's going to be a spotted bass plus a largemouth mix. It's one species not going to dominate the other. You have to figure out how to catch three-pounders in both. There you have it. I like it. A little, little, a change, wow. a change up from Fork, where everyone yeah. was catching giants, to yeah. a little bit of a challenge tournament. I like that. Well, you know, I mean, I we just remembered a great story. <laughs> oh, now oh, you now. do. It was the shot. It wasn't the shot <laughs> that brought his brain ten, to life. Ten here. cup. Ten cup inspired it. Uh, <laughs> ten cup inspired question. Yeah. Neely Henry was where I qualified for my first classic in '97, wow. and I have right. a picture. Uh, of you and me with Ray Scott wearing our wearing our tuxes, oh, uh, which, That's a- w- which was black tie. You remember the black tie yeah. at the classic? Uh, that was so. What was that, Mark? That was so much fun when we'd go to those black tie events. It was just uh, it really took the excitement of the classic to a to another level. Yeah, you know? they were they were the good old days. Yeah. They were the good old days. I I I didn't get to experience that like as I got in. The Ray era was leaving, you know, mm-hmm. so, but I remember the formal banquets and Beck. Yeah, even, there was like a lull yeah. where there it was got a lull. very and informal, I, yeah, and then I, it started I remember, like, as after a while, it started going down and down, and I remember the one, I can't remember where it was at, but. Gerald Swindon wore denim. Ger- yeah, everybody was wearing jeans, <laughs> and I can't remember that. No, but, G's suit was legit yeah, denim. Yeah, like, it like was a like denim a suit. jacket. Yeah, Swindle had a denim suit. And I remember looking at Beck, and I'm like, man, these things really went downhill. Like, <laughs> like man, Beck and were like, I wish they were like that again. Because yeah, yeah. that, it was. Well, that Ray, is that was, special. That yeah. was Ray Scott's genius. I, and yeah. honestly, yeah. you share, you both share in, like, the, the events side of things. The, yeah. the, it's something powerful happens when you have a, a big – event yeah. you know and ray was i mean it was black tie yeah that's and, cool and i and i and that's i'm gonna cool. i'm gonna post that pic and i'll send it to you mark uh but i, I can't it, wait to see it it's it's I ray scott in the middle it. and and he's flanked by you on one side and me on the other wow that's awesome, awesome. in tuxedos yeah. that's a beautiful cool. scary picture that i'd like to see <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I bet a, i bet you a hundred dollar bill that neither one of us can fit in either one of those <laughs> 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 I'm not taking that bet because I agree with you. <laughs> so, 
Ray felt the Yankee invasion coming. He got out. Huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's sick now? I can tell him out here. Yeah. Yeah. He got out. Yeah, Ray, gonna... Ray had some disparaging things to say about New Jersey. Oh, often when I <laughs> came. Of course across. he did. <laughs> <laughs> of course. You of had course. to love him. He could offend everybody, but just everybody yeah, laughed but he, he, and had a good time. You were allowed you know? to back then. Yeah. yeah. And he walked that fine line of yeah. being funny and offensive. It was he a fine did. line, you know. Nobody could do it like that. No. Well, we also didn't have the cancel culture back then. We did not. You were it's allowed to You're right. poke You're at right. people. It was right. before feelings. Before feelings, yeah. <laughs> we all have too many now. Yeah, we do. Uh, Mark, I can't. again, I can't thank you enough for joining us on the show. Uh, thank you for coming on Ike Live, and uh, wish, wish you a lot of luck this week and the rest of the season. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Let's not make it so long to the next time. I'll, yeah. I'll get in good cell service from <laughs> now on. <laughs> I promise. But thank you, guys. Thank Thanks you. for reminiscing. Uh, it's been a good time. Keep up the work, and uh, we will keep the uh, Yamaha Wrightwaters thing moving forward and, and doing our dead level best to, to make as much noise to make it better for all of our fishing friends. That's right. Let us know it. how we can help, Mark. Yes. When it, when, hey, when, when a message needs to be put out there, let us know. Yes, yeah. please. Yeah. We, we can do that, and all of our listeners and all of our watchers, they can contact their congressman and just write them a, write them a one-paragraph letter saying, what are you doing about invasive species? There's 189 different invasive species, terrestrial and aquatic, that we're worried about. And um, there's there's all kinds of information out there. Um, but go and, and rattle the chains of these lawmakers. The squeaky wheel gets the grease, I promise you. Uh, I rattled a lot of them, threatened a lot of them. You better do something or we're really going to be in a bind on this. And, and it seemed to help do that. So that's what we can all do. Everybody buy their fishing license. Money goes to different places there that help us on this issue as well. So um, that's a lot of the things we can do. But just continue state, local and federal uh, lawmakers stay on them. And, and we will we'll work at this because fishermen, it's a big group. It's 53 million fishing licenses a year. And that's uh, that's a powerful group. If we get together yeah. on a yep. particular topic, we can make some noise and do some good. Yeah. So, um, if you want to watch a few of my shows, Mike, you can go to Mark Menendez Bass TV on YouTube. Got a couple of my my shows on there, so I want everybody to do that if they can. And um, I, just thanks for having me, guys. Great to see you. Great to reminisce. And um, I'm going to go to bed here and get up in the morning and be on the Coosa River. So catching some of those crazy Coosa River spotted bass. There yeah. you have it. Nice. Go win that tournament. Yeah, go win it. <laughs> Mark Menendez, <laughs> everybody. Mark. Yes. Thank you, Mark. Man, that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. Great stories. I'm mm. glad you brought that Ray one up at the end, too. That was a, that was a perfect exclamation point on a great yeah. segment with him. I, I, that picture stands out to me. I know, you know, like I said, him and I became friends so early, and it was hard, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, it was cool. I, I, I honestly, I, I can, uh, you know, I, I came in at a little later time, but it wasn't any easier for me in the beginning, mm. you know. So I, I had you, which was mm. cool, you know yeah. what I mean. But I remember the resent, the, I, you know, I don't want to say resentment, but I remember the push from people because we were geographically from a different area, and I remember yeah. that, you know well, what I mean. Yeah. So it's, it's great well, to hear that. He accepted you, you know. Yeah, accepted you. It was, you know? yeah. He was from Kentucky, and he was yeah. great. And uh, but you know, there was so much that we had to overcome at that time because yeah. the social media didn't exist, right? Remember, and, right? And it was like, it was all the big, the the Denny Brower, the Rick Clinton. You couldn't get your name in print, 
Right. You couldn't. It was all print back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All print. And, and, you, and you had to be in good graces with the yeah. writers, you right. know? Yeah. And they were so picky. Like, I, lo- I love tho- all those guys, mm-hmm. like, talking about historically those guys, like uh, Tim Tucker, rest mm-hmm. in peace, uh, Louis Stout, like all yeah. those guys. Jay Kumar at the time when before yeah. he went crazy and started Bass Fan and all that Jay, stuff. Jay was a dream for us. For us, because he was a New Jersey guy. Yeah, and he would cover yeah. us and write about us. Yeah. And that was Back awesome. when Jay would write about us. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Jay doesn't want anything to do with us now. Right. Well, that's, we're from even New Jersey. Jersey even right. Jay hates Jersey people. That's right. And we worship the devil, which is not a good thing. So, uh, but yeah, it was it was tough. We don't actually. No, <laughs> we don't. that was a joke. It was a joke. Yeah. This is Mike doing jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rough one. This is Mike yeah. doing jokes. Yeah, we don't get Go it. Ahead, Mike. But it was tough. It was tough. Oh yeah. God, and it was a different world. You're right. It was yeah. a print world back then. It was all print, yeah. and yeah. it was so hard to like break in because Denny was the flipping guy, and, and Biffle kind of was moving in on that. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and yet Fritz, Fritz in his heyday, you yeah. started. Fritz, yeah, <laughs> we know Fritz for his flat side now, but it, in in his heyday, like unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, he was. and yeah. such a force. And yeah. we and Kevin, yeah, like you couldn't get anything past Kevin. And Jay was trying to be Kevin, you know, and and was it was, but he kept getting beat by. It, it was so hard to yeah. to break through and like yeah. get somebody to say, "Hey, you know, I did. I almost won Lake St. Clair. Yeah. You know what I mean? You but think you, it's easier you got, now? You got a little bit. Yes, because of digital, because of social because media, of, digital because content? of social media, your voice is heard, hmm. and the consumer gets to decide. Back then, the writers and the publishers decided. Hmm. Right now, now yeah. the consumer makes the well, choice. Well, and if, if, well, if yeah. you have the if you have the smarts to show that you've got some sort of personality, yeah. then they're going to pick up on it. And they're like, if you feed into, you know, what everybody wants now, like everybody wants the excitement or somebody different or someone with a story. Like if you give them that, then they're going to yeah. eat it right up. Yeah, I mean the opportunities there, right? Pete? I mean it's like not that it's necessarily easier. You just have to put in the work, but the opportunities are there. Yeah, the you opportunities know? weren't there right. in our early part of the career. Still it gotta, just wasn't still there. Do, do the Didn't exist. Work. Yeah, you know. But now, yeah, you you have as much chance as anybody else. And and honestly, pros are getting beat up by guys that will never be pro. You know, in that realm of social media, mm-hmm. you know, they're yeah. getting we're getting they're getting crushed yeah. by by guys that just careful. That have millions of followers. Right. Careful. Right. You know? Sean Sean Lay on the board wants to know, did you guys, at the beginning of your career as Yankees, did you make more <laughs> friends or enemies? It's called, it's damn Yankees, Sean. As damn Yankees, <laughs> did you make more friends or enemies when you were breaking into the into the scene? Um, and is it better to try and make friends or just kick down the door? And, and great exi- question. It is. You know, and, and take question. who's wow. going to go for you or not. That's a great question. I, I, I want to hear your. I want to hear your answer to that, Sean. Great question. Yeah. I would Sean. say. I would say. We. I don't think we made more enemies, but I think a lot of people had an opinion of the sport and who should be participating in it. You know, and e- you know, it's easy to judge somebody when you don't know them. You, you know, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that was going on. Yeah. You know, a lot of people saw that you were from New Jersey. And you were having some success, and it's very easy to say we don't want him here, you know, without knowing you. And I think a lot of that happened to me as well, 
you know. So I don't know. I don't know who you blame for that. I don't think it, it's it's right, you know. But I remember, and I've said this before. I remember wanting to fit in. Like I remember, even before I qualified for the elites, I remember through the opens and stuff saying, "How can I be a part of this group?" Right? Because there was a there was a push, you know, and I felt it. What can I do? You know, I need to I need to look like these guys. I need to do what these guys do. I remember that. I yeah. vividly remember that. And not to throw religion into well, it, but I remember like the whole, you know. Uh, Christian angler, you know, they'd have like meetings, yeah. and I'm like, you know, and and like it was the push was so relevant to me that I'm like, oh well, maybe if I go, you know, and I went to church. Well, and da- stuff. well Dave, like Dave went to those prayer meetings before the event just to try to get extra uh, just free maybe sausage. Yes. Ma- no, maybe you know, Jesus hook him up uh, with some spots. No, but no, no, he said no. that before. No, I, I yeah, <laughs> no, 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 and it, it wasn't about that for me. It well, was it wasn't about Dave. He was. It was, was about like. Up. What can I do to help me fit into this group where yeah. I would be accepted? You know, and like that's to 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 ha- to feel like that, to feel like that you have yeah. to do stuff to fit in to be accepted. That's not right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know who to blame I, for that, but that was that yeah. wasn't right. You know. I I don't. Well, it's like natural, it, it, like it, to like when you're going to do something new, like you feel like in order to succeed in it, like you got to be like the people that are doing it well, because right. obviously they're doing something right. Right. You know? Right. And then right. my, and then in my, in my case, I can tell you this too. And I'm glad we're bringing this up. Oh boy. Is so the switch happened, which was like, I was never really accepted up until the point to where I started to have a little success. And when you, when you succeed, your peers accept you a little more, Right. So now you you win a tournament or two, and you say, oh, well, this guy is actually like, you know, you accept somebody because he's having success. And now everybody takes the fake surprise selfies when they got a bass. Right. That was your fault. You started that. <laughs> I, st- I may have. Everybody's fake surprise. I may have. But, right, here, but here's what I wanted to say to this, and, and I've never really talked about this before. Okay. But I vividly remember, like, after I had some success and I started, you know, having some wins and stuff, but it was being covered. Like, I remember – Jerry McInnes and and other people. This is like ESPN bought it now. And I remember him getting up at meetings, at BASS meetings, right? you got to remember, back in the day, you'd go to a meeting mm-hmm. before the tournament started. You'd all sit in a room together. Mm-hmm. And, and, the tr- and Jerry, who was beloved by everybody, and would get up and say, all right, guys. And back then, he wasn't an owner. He was the production. He was jam production. And he was getting up and saying, all right, everybody, we need you to be more excited. We need you to show emotion. And he would reference, like, like I did it, you know, here and here. And, dude, it, it worked in reverse for uh, me right. because then people started feeling obligated to do things they wouldn't normally do. And that hate, not I want to say hatred, but that discontent toward me. Resentment. Yeah. Resentment toward me grew because then people felt like they were obligated to do and i never asked for any of that shit i never asked for any of it i never said that was them saying that yeah no to i the got guys. you i got you yeah. but you put the heat on them to, t- to have personality well 
Well, I, d- I it did. Changed. It, no, ch- it changed. Just by having, you know, it, it, it's, it's a happened. funny. I think it's a funny thing because it's human nature to want people to like you. I mean, that's a very normal thing. Of course, to you want to be accepted. You want to be accepted. You want of you course. want people. Of course, I mean, you do. like it. It bothers you if if you meet someone and they just don't like you, and you're like, "What did I do we wrong?" We talked about that the other day. It's funny we had this conversation. We did. I have you have somebody. I that have doesn't somebody like who you just for no apparent reason. Yeah, and it. Besides, you have long legs and you're intimidating. <laughs> Anyways, but I think the thing that's like lost on people about people from the Northeast is that we all joke. You know what I mean? We bust balls. That's we bust true. balls. We bust balls. That's true. But if you notice, we bust balls with the people we feel safe with. Yeah. You know what I mean? We yeah. really yeah. bust balls mm-hmm. amongst friends, and we play and we that's joke, right. I and only we do it. My friends. We do. We only really yeah. do it when we like people. Dave, come back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's <laughs> our play. Dave, come back. <laughs> Fathead, come back. We miss you, please. <laughs> but I think that that's what people miss, too. We're, we're, we're loud, we're brash, and it's this, like, jovial, funny, you just bust balls. Yeah, like, families yeah. do it, friends do it. It's like how we show love is we, we play. Yeah. Balls. You know what I mean? We, we balls of love. Balls. Balls and ginas. Like, we just <laughs> yeah. do it. Balls you know what I mean? and ginas. We weren't even talking about them. We were just talking about balls. balls. Anyways. got to bring that into it. Yeah. Silverfin. So we just, I mean. <laughs> Silverfin. I'm not eating Silverfin. Wow. If you ever see Silverfin on the menu, do not get it. It's a fucking Asian cart for crying out loud. Don't get blades. the shit. It's, it's taken him blades. years to eat a snakehead. He's been throwing them back eating catfish because nah, catfish are adorable. Snakehead. And snakeheads I don't even know where I was going with it. Uh, I just think that it's very it. easy for people to to misunderstand yeah. northerners yeah. and to instantly have this yeah. but anyway but yeah. anyway getting back to I, it I had a point I lost yeah. it yeah. So, but getting back to it to answer thank you Tim was, was Sean right Sean, to yeah. answer his question Sean it, it is a different world today <laughs> and I'm glad it is I'm glad it is was it Sean it was Sean Sean, Sean yeah Sean? good job it's yeah. a different world today. Oh, we're still on that yeah. it's a different world today because I don't <laughs> think, I don't I don't think the Young, God. different anglers now <laughs> have as many obstacles as you had or I had or the different anglers of that era had. Well, you guys paved yeah. the way. Yeah, yeah. I don't think them. they have so as well, many obstacles. Essentially, you did kick the door open for the guys today that are, you know, going to be the next. I kicked <laughs> the effing door open. Yeah! yeah. Well, yes. yes, Pete! Pete Lusick did it. Kick that door. Beat on your chest. You know, it's uh, that, and that was my attitude going into it is like, look, if I, that's why I quit engineering. I stopped everything. Yeah. And I'm like, if I'm going to do this. Yeah, screw I'm, that. Screw that salary and that. Yeah. You have to. You got to let it all go. <laughs> you, you can't go halfway. Is anyone else amazed that Pete was able to make that decision? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes uh, and no. We're, we're yes po- and no. We're, we're not letting you make any more decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I love Pete, but he is the slowest yeah, decision but maker the thing. ever. That here's was the, the premise of that. Pete, and Becky that is the fastest yes. decision maker. <laughs> and it's wrong. Yeah. Right or wrong, it doesn't matter. matter. Just it's fast or slow. Yeah, yeah, I just knee jerk him, and I run with it. No, I know. But here, here is a great fact. On to the next one. I'm glad. You made that decision to, because that's a tough decision. You got to cry. You got to go for it. If you're going to go yeah. for it, it's got to be all in. It's got to be freaking all in. Yeah. And it can't stop me if I'm all in. Yeah. And all if in. I don't quit. 
Yeah. And it, and I just I'll just keep going and yeah. going and going. And I did it, and I made it through that program. And Bass University, we started that, and never quit. Uh, to quote Snoop Dogg, <laughs> I'd like to take this <laughs> opportunity to thank me. That was amazing. I'd like to take the opportunity to thank me. Can we can we have a commercial now? That was so good. My name is Pete Gluzak, bitches. Bitches, that's right. First back time back at studio. There it goes. I'm Pete Gluzak, bitches. But we're gonna take a break here. But honestly. Thank you for making that decision because, <laughs> honestly, you affect it. You know, think about the ripple of how things oh would have goodness. been different. That was a good decision. Yes. You <laughs> would have been a horrible Peace engineer. children. You would have been a horrible engineer. I'm glad you did that. You're <laughs> great. You're a great pro. You're a great, you're a great uh, professor at the Bastion. All right. Brian He's Carpenter. Dean. Dean. Uh, whatever. <laughs> the dean. Let's take a By break. the way, that was the 10 year that we had. That's why I was here. That's <sighs> so good. All right, listen, we just had Mark it Menendez on. It just made on. the conversation It made the silly. conversation great. Uh, we just had Mark <laughs> Menendez on. Hang in there with us because when we come back, we got one more shorter segment for you, but it's just as good. Oh, yeah. We're going to be open to Mystery Tackle Box. We're going to give this away. We might even let one of you on live. Who knows? Hang in there with us. As long us. as you give us your consent and written report. Yes. <laughs> Hang in there with us. When we come back, more Ike Live. <laughs> Finesse Jig, PB&J, give me something hard. Hey, KVD here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three-aught, no, four-aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerkbait and a stickbait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about calculus. And he knows a lot about calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras, like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, Four Places to Throw a Frog. Exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass. And how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, Go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Ooh, live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. Oh. Is he in my pocket? This time of year, I definitely recommend putting a little bit of this on your soft plastics, too. There he is. Another one, next cast, and that would be number six. I'm addicted. I'll admit it. I'm I'm straight addicted. This might be bigger. You think so? Yeah. mayhem on your crappy jig and look where the stripers get it you can't even see it man that might be a keeper this is your tackle not that kind of tackle you use it to catch this or this or this you also use this and that and these this this is your environment so is this 
You love it, live for it, but it will turn this into that. This is the Flambeau Z-Rust Max Tuftainer Series. These are fully infused with exclusive Z-Rust BCI anti-corrosion technology. This is a U.S. Naval battleship. The same Z-Rust technology used here has been used on those to protect advanced weapon systems from corrosion in conditions like these. For the fish, it's invisible, odorless, tasteless. And for you, it's FDA-safe anti-rust protection for a minimum of five years. This is the next level of tackle management, not that kind of management. This is the Flambeau legacy of tackle systems. What's your tackle worth? It's more than who you are. It's who you with. And it's more than what you do. It's where you do it. Tin Cup Mountain Whiskey.